Hey, I genuinely thought that I would have like a really lengthy rant about like life and my mundane shenanigans and how things kind of work out or not work out and be all about that but um kind of surprised myself with it but it's not what I want to do <laughs> this kind of like came as a surprise but frankly frankly um what I do wish to speak about is kind of like the musings the ideas epiphanies I've got over the past couple of days so to put so as a person that's right now uh, recovering uh, after operation and is still having issues of walking I tend to spend a bunch of time <laughs> trying to either chill on the couch or sometimes I do take walks out there in the wild nearby the river and then yeah it pains a lot I mean <laughs> I mean it's quite obvious that I'm doing the stupid stuff of walking when I'm not supposed to walk yet but I'm stubborn at getting healthy faster and getting back to normal faster so it's like it's kind of that thing you have in your kind of like I wouldn't say habits but more like your self and you hate it that that things are not going like with your sense of normal so <laughs> Yeah, sense of normal is going to be the first part to this. So I have been in ways of denial. Not, not the river in Egypt, bro. <laughs> we, we can go to that uh, joke a lot, but we're not. Nah. What I mean by this is that I genuinely thought that I could find someone, uh, friends people, you know, acquaintances, I could mingle, interact and be friends with in here. Because anyone, anywhere, you know, no matter where you go, no matter where you live, you judge a place, not by the way it looks amazing, not by the way it works amazing. It's like, th those are one of the things that you put into the judgment and perspective but the main thing you do put into the equation of like you know your perception perception perspective perception perception of the place are people like you judge mainly a place by the people and <laughs> I mean I have lived in like various places and by far I had my fair share of dislike in every <laughs> in the most uh, okay let's be frank in every single place I lived in I had my fair share of like dislike 
of likes and dislikes and mainly there's kind of like the dislikes that you remember more but those dislikes would be greatly affected and even evened out and even turned to likes by people i would meet people and i would be friends with people who would change my perspective on things that would just show me how things are different how like you get like you learn from locals you know or you learn from people who's been there for longer than you something about the place you're in and that you know and when you speak to them and when you have friends acquaintances you know when you make you know relevant sort of like connections with people you tend to like the place more because there's somebody you can speak with somebody you can confide in someone you can go and just have a meaningful or meaning meaningless conversation with and that's that's basically your base for judging a place and back in the days i sort of thought that in here i might find some people still who i could befriend who i could like be an acquaintance with could have some relationship kind of like you know friendship with and i tried <laughs> i mean i did my part at trying to get out there trying to talk to people trying to learn about people and i was met with the frank <laughs> way of kind of like turn so the whole lot of people around here they have a different kind of interests different kind of hobbies the way they spend their time and how they show their affections or how they show their dislikes or how they react to things in general and after all this time in here all i see is the same echo chamber of people echoing the same um <laughs> the same points of view the same uh perspectives the same ideals and ideas and that's goddamn sad because <laughs> because of it um i can see that most people around here they they do not go abroad they just stick in here they stay here and they're like why would i go anywhere else why and i'm like sure like that's uh-huh amazing so any topic about anything abroad is irrelevant any topic about any other people from abroad or your previous friendships or your experiences abroad or your experiences job-wise somewhere else irrelevant and i met with it over and over again and they don't care you try to involve yourself in like a group of friends you try to talk to them in like uh, clubs or bars and you just meet with a bunch of like typical dudes that are trying to either pick you up as a piece for the night 
or you're basically met with uh, outright just unapproval and people ignore you and or they just like pretend that you're the crazy person you know and you don't exist so you're like you become invisible and that's sad so they do appreciate you if you have money and if you start like throwing money at them or buying them drinks or spending money on them they will try to communicate with you and they will you know like spend some time with you but even that's not gonna help they just have their kind of like it feels like a forever mm, high school the whole thing around here it's a forever high school people have made their own cliques their own kind of like groups of friends and um, kind of like groups of connections and they frankly don't want to and they just kind of like have this kind of like inner uh, <laughs> kind of like idea of who they will let in and who they won't and if somebody is not what they expect they they will turn you away and say like bye it's like no thanks and ignore you so it's like an endless high school and <laughs> and this like the only people i do feel i can even like listen to are mainly the youngsters but then again way too old <laughs> they're way too young um and that just looks really awkward from a side. And, well, I mean, yes, <laughs> I, had, I had enough experiences with the youngsters as uh, due to work. But this time around, I don't work here, like, with that level of, like, stuff to do with youngsters. And it is more than awkward <laughs> of a 30-year-old auntie to just like come up to like random like what 17 16 18 year olds and start a conversation um <laughs> that's ridiculous because even they will gonna treat you for a moment like you're crazy most times they will just keep on treating you like you're crazy <laughs> and at the same time they'll try to maybe use you to get like cigarettes or booze or something because they're not of age to buy themselves so that's kind of like you're there just to get them booze for example and i'm i'm at the age where i don't appreciate just drinking to that extent i don't want to drink i mean i had my dark days <laughs> with alcohol and i frankly don't want to go back there and with Everything around here that surrounds me with how people deal with things, with how they cope with stuff, how they spend their time. Most times in here, they involve alcohol. So me as a person that stopped drinking, not only due to health reasons, but because like it's expensive, it's ridiculous. And every time I drink, it just, like, reminds me, I mean, wouldn't even say reminds me, but due to drinking alone, <laughs> let's start out there, due to drinking alone, you get even more 
lonely. You get even more sad. And then you sit there and cry your bollocks off. Because <laughs> you cry your tits off. Because you're off your tits. And, and you're just sad because there's nobody to speak with. Because it's so fucking lonely and it's ridiculous. Job-wise, I saw most times that people love to put relatives, friends, people they know in the jobs that are local. So they'll just put their own people in there, the people they know. So if you're a friend of a friend, you'll find the job. If you're a newbie trying to get in without any connections, tough luck. <laughs> so to me, without the ability to find friends and without the connections, it was a pickle to find anything regarding job, like, you know, any work. And if I applied for anything that's less than my previous job titles, uh, there would be a lot of questions of like, why are you applying to this job? Because like your credentials are way above why? And it's just really hard to explain to them that <laughs> mental health, bro. Like they still around here, they don't understand the concept of mental health much. They still ignore it and they still cannot comprehend it. And it's an ongoing battle. So some people do understand it. But <laughs> those people who do understand it, for most part, they have been abroad, they have seen the changes in the world, and they understand. So they try to implement these changes within the workplace or within their, you know, like, immediate close circle of friends or acquaintances. So they try. Everybody else, not so much. <laughs> they'll ignore it and they'll pretend like, oh yeah, you need suffering. It's kind of like, that's, that's the other thing around here that I cannot just, I don't like. I frankly don't like it because no matter who I speak with, especially the older generation, they like to say that everybody has to suffer before they reach a point where they are allowed to be happy. And in my opinion, that's bollocks. <laughs> I mean, I hate it when they start telling me, oh yeah, but my life was also hard. Like, do you know that I was beaten up by my husband? Or do you know when I was 14 years old, I went to study to another town and at the age of 16, I was there and I had none of this and that and it was hard work and we didn't eat much, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on. And their point is like, oh, my life was fucking hard. So your life also has to be hard. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, honey, let's, let's just face this one thing. Not a single person that's in their right mind is ever going to choose suffering. Okay? We all rather not suffer. Like, we rather have happy life than, like, life full of torture and misery. And, like, the whole sense of, like, your life has had... 
the way I listen to them, they all say the same thing with your life. It has to be hard. It has to be painstaking. It has to be torture. And in my opinion, I'm like, no. I have been through my share of torture and through the share of like, you know, crazy and literally like borderline insanity and like dark days and like pain and like suffering. I don't want that. That's not what I'm seeking. And that's not what I'm looking forward to. I'm not. I'm looking for ways to deal with things and to be happy. Like genuinely be happy. Like I I will not do things that will make me A. Fuck up my health. (laughs) Physical, mental or emotional. Because fuck that. (laughs) If it's a if 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 that affects any of three, fuck you bye. I mean, I'm not gonna choose it. No, like we're we're at the age where we can choose whether we, you know, what what the fuck we do and what the fuck we want with life. I mean, why would a sane person choose suffering in the long run until like at the end of days, with the promise that maybe. Maybe somewhere at the age of 60 or after the age of 60, you get to live your life. That's bull. (laughs) Because I, I don't know, I don't look forward to that future. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to survive till like age of 60. Like I genuinely don't know when I'm going to kick a bucket. I ain't got no fucking clue when that's going to happen. With what's going on in the world, I don't think I'll have pension. Like, <laughs> we're gonna be the ones making it work <laughs> and saving up for our own pension because there ain't none. Um, housewise, I might be able to get a house, but not on this side of the freaking, you know, world, definitely. And everything else. I don't look forward to, you know, kids uh, for now. It's expensive as hell. And it's a full-blown human being that you have to take care of. And I'm not ready, (laughs) frankly. I am not. Not to mention, I don't have a partner. I mean, there's the, the whole thing of, like, finding a human being, you know, like, finding it that you can stick together. And then together deciding if you want, you know, kids or not. Most likely it's going to be just like a bunch of fucking cats and dogs, you know, because that's kind of cheaper. Because <laughs> like a full-blown human being, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's not just diapers and food. It's school. It's 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 high school. It's university. It's It's like, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And with the world events and with what's like, you know, out there, I wouldn't want at all my child to get out, you know, get out and fucking suffer. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> that's, no, no, that's not what we're doing. No, definitely not. So, like, <laughs> off my list for now. And then these things of, like, ha- how people locally just kind of are like, yeah, but you're a woman, you have to be with a man. Explaining that I'm bisexual, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I mean, 
I have found solace with my cousin that's L in the LGBTQ. So at least there I find that it's fine, you know, and it's normal and it's supportive. And my friends, girls, when like they too, they know that I'm bi and... I was thinking that maybe I'm just like going towards the direction of pansexual and I'm like, nah, I'm bisexual, like, fuck it. <laughs> it's like, it's not, I had doubts, but then I was like, nah, I, I'm just, <laughs> I've seen myself, I see where I'm looking, I'm bi, <laughs> but for now I'm by myself. So, yeah, like, the whole kind of changes of the world, the whole of like what's going on out there. I am in sort of awe and shock, <laughs> sadness, <laughs> how most of the local people, they don't know about it. They don't really give a toss. They don't really pay attention. And they're preoccupied with their, like, you know, daily lives, just like, you know, work, trying to make ends meet, trying to survive. And, and I see how there's so many people that are alcoholics that are, you know, like substance abusers and they're not happy. I see how many people are not happy. They just live the way they were programmed to live and they don't see happiness. They think that by drinking their sorrows away, <laughs> the, the problems is going to disappear. It's not how it works. That just like the whole idea with all of that literally had me at a um, partial fight <laughs> uh, with my grandmother a few days back because she was like, I don't know how to speak with your mother. And I'm like, I don't speak with her. I blocked her on my phone. I'm like, I, I don't need that. So my grandmother was sort of like, once again, as she always does, because she, she has this I think we have this conversation almost every day because she's there whining and, and moaning about how she does not understand my biological mother, how she would wish for her to change and stop drinking and blah, blah, blah. And then it's all about well, how can she do this? She has a child to raise. She has to take care of herself. She has to have a job. What the fuck is she doing with her life? I don't understand her. And this same kind of like amount of like questions and topics and whining is repeated on the daily basis. And just so you <laughs> get the perspective, my mother is my grandmother's child. And this woman, as a mother, cannot accept nor understand her own child. She can whine about it, she can moan about it, and she'll be pissy about it all the fucking time. But she will not take her time of the day to just accept her child as fucked up as she is. Get down her fucking pedestal. Go to her child and have a bloody conversation. She will not do it. Because she thinks that this child has to come to her with apologies. And just like all cured and shit. <laughs> and look after her. And I'm like, that's not how it works, honey. <laughs> nah. So... My grandmother throwing tantrums again, 
is there going about the rants of my mother? And then she's like, but what do you think about her? And I genuinely say that I see my mother as a woman that's stuck in the, like, mentally in the age of young adult, somewhere age of, like, 1920. That's where she's mentally stuck. And that is explained by, like, partially I figured it out because of the stories from my dad. Actually, it helped. So... When my mother was pregnant with me, she wanted she she basically signed up for an abortion. She was about to go and have an abortion and be free again to go and sleep with men, party her bollocks off, drink her tits off, you know, have fun. But instead of that, when they were in a bus going home, her, my dad and my grandmother, they came out at the bus stop because she felt sick. And my grandmother just said to my dad, like, oh, yeah, now you got to marry, bro. Because <laughs> she kind of figured out why my mom is having sickness, because she's not blind and all that. So the same day they went to see my grandpa and figure out the whole of the, you know, wedding, blah, 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 you know, information. If my mother would not be caught that day after two days from that day she would have been at her appointment for her abortion and I would not exist <laughs> so since my childhood she always blamed me for fucking up her life <laughs> it's like her go-to every time she would drink and since giving birth to me she would feel and she would act like she was pushed and she was made and she was pressured into giving birth it's not what she wanted she wanted a whole different life but she was pressured into giving birth so she blames everyone around her still for making her choose something that she does not want to do and so as a sign of rebellion she decided to just like, even after a birth of a child, go off and just party. Like, pretend and do her best at pretending that she ain't got the child. <laughs> that she's free to go. That she has the whole life going on there. And and she was doing that. Like, the amount of dudes she slept with, whew, the amount of stories she told me even, bro. Like... I mean, that's not something a child should listen to, especially at the age of, like, what? Seven, eight, six, ten, twelve. Especially age, what, twelve or thirteen, when she came up to me speaking about threesome with dudes and how every woman should, you know, like, check that thing out while she was half drunk with her bestie. Uh, not something you want to listen to right after you're being woken up by two drunken women who just need to tell you this. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you look at it now. But um, when I was at that age, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I mean, with my amount of trauma, which I had by that moment, <laughs> I, I genuinely hated men. And I genuinely feared men. And... I never deemed myself safe in my own house. 
like, you know, wherever I would live, I never deemed myself safe. And she never knew. My grandparents never knew. Like, maybe my grandpa felt it because we were quite close. But it was never said out loud, basically. So, rolling back. So, I said to my grandmother after she asked my opinion on my mother, is that my mother is stuck in her young adult years. She still thinks she's the shit. She still wants to party. She still thinks that the whole life is ahead of her. And she doesn't care about what's going on. She doesn't treat me nor my sister as her children. She treats us more like her things, not actual people. And because of it, she's so toxic and narcissistic, she does not want to take responsibility for anything that's going on in her life. That's why she was shunning responsibility for everything when I was a kid onto me. And now she does the same to my sister and her boyfriend. And my grandmother (laughs) decided to pull this one on me by saying, oh, so you think the same that you're like the victim also of like your situation? And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not a victim. I fully take responsibility for like where I'm at and what I'm doing. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know that I got myself in this situation. I I take full responsibility for it. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I plan on exactly, and like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And like, (laughs) I'm not blaming anyone. Like, yeah, I had my fair share of shitty things in life. And frankly, I'm at the age where, why the fuck would I blame anyone for what's going on with me? (laughs) If you cannot understand me, I'm sorry. But that's on you, not on me. I mean, if you're getting offended but by what I'm saying, that's on you and not on me. Because that's your emotional response and you're the one taking care of your emotions. And I'm not here to facilitate your emotions, honey. And I called my, my grandma out on this thing that she does. Is basically, whenever there's um, guests or friends coming over or anybody she speaks with... She has this duality, so she will play a character for them and in front of them and being all nice and bubbly and and so so caring and everything. But the moment the people leave the door, (laughs) she'll be saying something along the lines of like, oh my God, finally they left. I'm so pissed off, like I'm so tired from them, like how could they say these things? Oh my God. And then she goes and spins off into gossip and I told her that (laughs) honey that's toxic (laughs) I mean I I cannot do that I cannot just like go and try to be kind of like fake in front of people I mean I can tolerate partial bullshit but if that's directed towards me like genuinely I can I don't give a fuck if like people lie to my face because I kind of see through them that they lie in <laughs> but me lying to people i got i got fucking tired of it and 
apparently when I said to my grandmother, like, I genuinely hate lying to people and I, and I hate pretense. So if, if I say something to a person and if the person doesn't like it, I rather they say it to me, it, to my face, you know, that they don't like something. I rather have us figure out the whole situation on the spot of like, why don't they like something or why I don't like something, you know? So we reach some kind of like a conclusion, you know, cooperation, <laughs> you know, informational kind of like middle ground. But that's not what she does. That's not what she believes in. That's not what she trusts in. And she says to me that I'm ridiculous and because of it, I'm really hard to deal with. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm pretty straightforward. I hate the, the terminology of like, read in between the lines and like set the tone. <laughs> Freaking, you know, or like act certain ways. I've went through acting and lying and, and survival methods most my youth. Because I had to survive and I had to lie to survive and I had to do some really outrageous things to survive. And no, that was not feeling nice. It was not feeling nice at all. It actually got me to the point of literally regretting it, feeling bad about it and physically even feeling pain about it. Not cool. So why would I harm myself just for the sake of like making somebody feel good about whatever lie they wish to hear. I rather they hear truth, you know. And even in my case, I rather hear truth even from my friends if I fuck up somewhere and they tell it to me or I do something stupid, they tell it to me. So <laughs> I'd rather be called out on my shortcomings and my fuck ups. To know that it's my shortcomings and fuck-ups and to learn from it. So that I can like, what can I do to change it? What can I do to solve it? What can I do to, to make it work out? So that's the questions I'm going to ask. Not the questions of like, why the fuck did I go there? Why the fuck did they say it? Why why did it happen? Nah. <laughs> that's, that's not the right approach. So, Yeah. <laughs> Most of my musings have been mostly about how I'm not fit <laughs> to stay here uh, and how I'm just tired of like, I'm just making it work as much as I can. But simultaneously, I'm, try I'm just tired of people because they are too used to this kind of like games and plays and kind of like fakery and ass kissing and not my kind of thing. Not at all. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I, I don't I don't think it's necessary. And I think that's just so outdated. And it's not helping anyone. In our world, like at what's going on right now, it's better to face reality. Say what you really think and <laughs> face the consequences of your opinions and your words. Then fake it and try to, you know... Get out of it slyly. Screw that. I mean, that could be nice, but that's dumb. <laughs> In my humble opinion. But yeah, tiresome. So even though I do go through these ups and downs, I 
frankly, I'm trying to like take more and more like not even responsibility, but find ways <laughs> to my solutions of my issues. Uh, kind of like I was, I was, uh, yeah. After another lengthy um, lecture from dad, that that had a few good glasses of wine on the weekend. Um, he was doing my head in about cars and about how he's like, oh yeah, like as any respectable woman, you should have a driving license and a car. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> quite a great thing to say to your daughter who's literally like um, with a broken ankle still and yet and in recovery from it and still hurts thanks there's like a bunch of metal right now in my leg <laughs> my leg is like the ankle ain't still bending how it should so it feels like sometimes i'm walking like a granny with like leg issues or like a pirate <laughs> is what i look like so and he's like yeah just get the you know like figure it out somehow and i'm like okay and TikTok, <laughs> it's like, may the fae and the, the, the goddesses be my witness in this one, may the Norse gods say, and the pagan deities verify, that I have been seeing so many um, TikTok videos and, and YouTube videos of these camper vans and these kind of like vans that are designed to live in and travel in. And I'm like, fuck, that's sexy. <laughs> I have had these stories from my cousin. And she's like, yeah, I want like a camper also and just travel everywhere. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. And then I found myself at this point where I'm like, fuck, that would be so much cheaper and easier, I guess. And there's like few issues. So let's, let's begin with few issues. I still don't have a B category. <laughs> and with my crazy mind I wish to have not only B but C category added as well because and now the reasoning why uh, because after the lengthy conversations with my dad on Anna you should find cars which you would like to drive and I'll try to help you and get the car you know like blah 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 and solve it for you blah 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 and I'm like yeah sure we can try to figure something out and then I stumble across auto auction and I find this absolutely stunning Chevy <laughs> and it's like a, it's 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 a full-blown freaking house on the on the wheels it's like it's a bus like it's it's bus level huge thingy with a uh, <laughs> With like a bedroom and a kitchen and a sitting area and shower and toilet and like, you know, cool stuff. And it's like there's a fridge and a stove and like, you know, there's like clean water tanks and, you know, all that. All the jazz that you want. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so sexy, fuck yeah. And I'm just like, just drooling all over that thing and the auction's gonna finish in about a couple of days, I think. And... The starting bid is 2.5 thousand. So it's 2,500 euros. At the moment, it might be around like 7 to 10,000 euros. But fuck, that thing is amazing. I mean, 
I saw it and I was like already picturing myself, all my kind of like blankets, <laughs> like freaking witchy stuff from tarot decks to oracle decks to laptop tech, you know, all that stuff, all my belongings, all my freaking shoes, clothes, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like pig and stuff, all happening in that van slash bus. And I'm like, that is such an awesome freaking play. Oh my God. And I could just like already see myself living in it and, and like traveling in it. And I'm like, oh my God, I want it. It's like, I want this car now so bad. <laughs> Downside, I still don't have the driver's license. <laughs> Plus side, this car is somewhere in Poland. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know if you have to like do repair work on it. Or like what has to be repaired and blah blah, blah. and I'm like, but I've, I've I would love to have this fucking car. Like honestly, mm. I mean, I just like take a few friends and we can go on like you know long drives and whatnot, and then just like take freaking ferries or cruise ships to freaking <laughs> ship us all the way across the world to somewhere else, and we can continue the journey on the you know on the Chevy. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my god, that's what I want. <laughs> And that's when I realized that if I want this big premises of living quarters, B category of driver's license ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, fuck. <laughs> and that's when I realized, like, I have to find a way to pass both B category and C category within, I mean, like, around, like, month and a half, two months tops. And I'm like, I really want it. <laughs> I ain't got no fucking clue how I'm gonna pull it off. I'm gonna pull it off. It's, it's like, that's what I'm sure on. I'm gonna pull it off. No clue how. I will. <laughs> so I got lit up to be like, oh yes, if I have a chance, I'll get the Chevy at all costs. Or a Chevy that's similar to this one or a camper that's similar to that Chevy. I'm gonna have it. <laughs> And with both driver's license, B category and C category, it will not matter how big that bitch is, I'm going to be able to drive it. Huh. So, excuse me. Excitement got the best of me. But I checked out the driving schools that are local, what's affordable, and I found one that has online classes. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Because I can literally sign up for both B and C category with the school and pass the theory at least with that all. And to top it off, the practical lessons are the cheapest out of all the schools that are within the country. And I'm like, I better <laughs> pass this shit as fast as possible. The only question is the finances. But... I mean, I might sound freaking crazy right now, but there has to be, I think, in some sort of way, a payout to me for my injury. I still got no fucking clue how, when, and what, and how's that arranged, and I still, I think, have to call up some places to get to know how are they going to pay me my sick leave stuff, if they are going to pay me my sick leave stuff. And when to expect it. So if I can pull that off. I mean, it's going to be like fine sound just, you know, to cover all the driving stuff. 
I genuinely can just get the driving license sorted. And if there's any finances left, I can just like dedicate that towards, well, I mean living, sure. Food, basic stuff, of course. Car, camper van, freaking I, oh God, like that, that freaking, that Chevy is now stuck in my bloody head. And I'm like, I want it so bad. And like, I don't know if my dad will have the balls to help me to, to get it. Or like, you know, call him up and ask them if that's still there or, you know, sort it out. Because like, he's there thinking like, oh yeah, I'll just get you a car. You're going to stay in this country. And whenever I visit this country, I'll just take your car to drive around. And I'm like, <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm just saying like, you do realize that the moment that I get a vehicle <laughs> on four wheels, that's that's a car, that's a machinery. That's I'd boss car, it doesn't matter. I'm fucking away from here. <laughs> just like taking my things, taking myself, freaking putting in like freaking diesel and just pissing off. I'm only gonna think twice about it. Hell no, just like psh, off. And he's like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's your oh shit. Like, I'm not gonna stay in this country. It's like, I don't, I don't see anything good. Like, you know, like I, I don't see any progress for me in this country at all. Because no matter where I applied, where I worked, where I tried, it's it's not working out. Like, the only place where I might might have some friends would be the capital city. But even that is kind of like um, same thing with people and having cliques and just like having their own bands of people they speak with. Not cool. It's like, it's not as friendly for fuck's sake. And I rather like more friendly people or like options of getting friendly with people with a drink and then not falling out the next day you know and things like that if i drink with you i'd rather have you kind of like you know so like you know social media something sns or or your phone number or your email so i can contact you because like if we're drinking together most likely i want to know you more because like i don't just drink with random people for a whole evening like that's just ridiculous knowing that i don't drink <laughs> so yeah. So that's basically kind of like the musings of like how the world in in all the places is different with people and how people make us and how right now I'm in genuinely a place where I just wanna get the driver's license, get the car, get in the car and piss off. Because I genu I genuinely I'm not happy here, like and. If anything, if like if I would feel any happiness, I would have stayed. But but I don't feel it. It's not here. Like and I'm not gonna torture myself with feeling just fine or okay just for the sake of my relatives or something. I don't wanna kill my life just to make them feel because they don't treat me as a person, they mainly treat me as a help, tool, item not a human being they don't give a toss about my feelings my wishes my perceptions what i want to do my like desires or dreams in life they don't give a toss what they do care about is like gossip when are you gonna get a boy who are you gonna sleep with like what the fuck <laughs> i mean that's just like disheartening most times and because of it i just i just don't feel happy in here 
And what I want to do is pursue my happiness because the biggest thing for me as a writer, <laughs> let's face it, I am a writer. I have not been able to write anything for a long while now. And that shows because at some point in life, I've been writing stuff because I was feeling suffering, torture, pain, sadness, um, crushed love, whatever. This time around, I genuinely wish to feel happy and write something that's not dark and dreary and just... I mean, yeah, I'll still write my dark and dreary because like, that's what I have a kick of writing. <laughs> I'm pretty proficient at writing something like darts and that that's dark and just eerie in general. But I do wish to write something that's all nice and kind of like... I want to write, is basically what I mean to say. And no matter how much I want to write, every time I sit here or just like go around, I still feel off-putted from everything I wish to write. The moment I get back home... I'm done. I don't want anything anymore. I'm like, I ain't got no power. I ain't got no wish. I mean, the wish is still there. It's it's kind of dormant. It's kind of like a sleeping dragon on like a huge pile of freaking hoarded gold. And it just like stays there thinking, okay, we can do the job. But once we leave, because right now it's like, no, because whenever I write, I, I hyper fixate and I need a certain level of stillness silence and peace around me so that i can work and if i'm being distracted it leaves <laughs> living with my nana she distracts me every fucking you know like half hour every like 20 minutes she comes in and she asks random shit or she asks me to be her radio and entertain her and that just like that's annoying frankly <laughs> Because I'm not a circus monkey to kind of like perform every now and again or tell her something new. Kind of like whenever I do tell her something that's out of her comfort zone, she tells me to fuck off and shut up. So what's the point? <laughs> so the things that I do want to write, I'll have a flood of that the moment I leave this. Like, you know, on a trip somewhere, like, you know, where I have my own kind of like... I think the moment I'll leave in my Chevy <laughs> out of here... Uh, in my freaking camper, I'll just have like days, weeks, months of like endless like flood of writing. And that's why I think I'll have to take <laughs> a friend with me for the ride so that at least one of us gets to cook something. <laughs> Otherwise we'll die starving, the two of us. So that's the whole idea. It's just to reconnect with the artistry, artistry with the creativity and the inspiration that lies dormant and as it is right now it's just like the the environment does not facilitate me writing it does not facilitate me being happy it does not it, it does not help <laughs> that's why the full idea is for me to fuck off <laughs> even if it sounds wrong doesn't matter like if it does not bring me happiness I'm, I'll marry Kondo this stuff. So, yeah. So, I think that applies to most of us with, with this. So, if, if it's not bringing you happiness, it's not bringing you joy, marry Kondo this stuff out of your life. I mean, you can have your creative mess. But it has to be your creative mess. 
And if you're also a neurospicy person like me, you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> it's it's kind of typical of us. So, yeah. 